Hi everyone, welcome back. Emily here again. So this episode is about cloth diapering and elimination communication. I might add in some potty training at the end, uh, but I want to share my experience with a diaper service and having my own cloth diapers. So to give you a bit of background, uh, Leah, with Leah, my first daughter, I had no idea about anything. I was 25 years old uh, when she was born and no one around me had had babies for a while. So I felt like I was really starting fresh. Um, and I mean, I had my mom around. Uh, I would really wanted to use cloth diapers. For me, it was mostly for the environment. It seemed like a no-brainer to, instead of be throwing diapers into the uh, garbage, to instead be cleaning them and reusing them. It just seemed like a no-brainer. Um, and I, Vitaly, I was talking to Vitaly about this. He remembers me being pregnant and telling my dad that that's what I was going to do, cloth diapering, and my dad laughed and said, okay, we'll see in, in, in a few months where you're at. And I thought it was, it was totally possible. People were doing it. My mom's experience uh, back in, in the 1989 uh, was she tried to use a diaper service, um, but the, the diapers didn't stay clean. They didn't um, hold, um, <laughs> hold the pee, hold the poop. They were, they were just messy and making a mess everywhere. And she had a service to clean them, but they just the diaper themselves weren't fitting well and working well. So what I did with Leia was that I bought used cloth diapers uh, from a woman who swore that she had used them with her son until he was about two and they used them at his daycare and that they worked like magic and she used them the whole way through and they were amazing. She also gave me a diaper pail with them. It's like this big white plastic container that you keep the diapers in and it has a carbon filter at the top of it that's supposed to keep the smell away. Um, with Leia, uh, the, at the daycare, they, oh, so <laughs> the experience with those cloth diapers is that they were very smelly and leaky. And I think I had to do something, what is called a stripping where you have to wash them in a special way. And it kind of removes, uh, like hard water residue in the diaper or any residue that even soap residue in the diaper. It's the special way to wash it. Um, but I didn't know that. And besides, they were not even waterproof at this point. So I, I don't know if this lady lied to me or maybe she had been used the diaper and then, this, and then they had been put in a closet for a few months and then they didn't work. I don't know. But uh, that was a loss of 100 bucks. <laughs> and so with Leia, I felt a little bit disconnected from the whole potty training. Um, my mom, I think that the daycares that I went to and my brothers and sisters brother and sisters went to they did most of the potty training and that was the same for most of my aunts actually so the women of the previous generation and my family they didn't do their own potty training and my grandmother well I might get to that later in, in EC <laughs> elimination communication but my my dad's mom she cloth diapered uh, her babies and they were clean by around one year old or just after and my mom's mom, uh, it was her own mother who was potty training her babies. So my own grandmother on my mom's side did not potty train her babies um, and neither did any of her daughters. 
so that's that was interesting um and then yeah she so my my great grandmother actually used a bit of elimination communication with uh her grandchildren and uh they were clean very early as well and it was funny when i learned this this was actually very recently that i learned it but when i was pregnant with uh, my second baby and again deciding to try the cloth diaper thing and i had learned that vitali my partner had been clean from diapers around one years old um, and that this was the russian way that most russian babies back in the time of soviet union he was born just at the end of of the soviet union uh, that they were clean around one years old. And when I mentioned this to people outside of my Russian family, they just laughed at me and, and, and just laughed at the Soviet way and all this stuff. And then I go speak to my grandmothers, whose babies were all clean just around one years old or around 18 months, something like that. And here in Canada, in the U.S., uh, North America, I think the average is usually about two and a half, and it can go on to three and a half, four years old. Um, and now as I talk about this and my experience, um, I just want to say that I'm aware of, you know, where different people are coming from, uh, the different privileges that we have. I have the privilege of uh, being at home with my children and having time to research about all this. Uh, so I hear any parent who hasn't had the time to do the research and who's, and all parents are just doing the best they can. And there are sometimes some really tricky kids, uh, who develop weird things around peeing and pooping that make the potty training and everything else tricky. So with, uh, with my first daughter, again, I was not aware of the resources. I had no idea what was available. And also there weren't as many Facebook groups, uh, at the time, even that was like six, oh, five, six years ago now talking about it. And, uh, and my old, my daughter now, my older daughter now, she's still wetting the bed at night. Um, not every night, but most nights I would say, um, I could be more strict with drinking liquids at night but anyway that's a whole other thing but I do think my disconnection from her pottying when she was little has something to play in it because with my second daughter who's two and has been clean since just around 19 20 months um, it was a whole different thing where I was really on the ball and aware and conscious and thinking of her peeing and pooping from the get-go from the newborn time because I was thinking about elimination communication I'll get to that okay so with baby Rada when I was pregnant with her um, I really wanted to make the cloth diaper thing work but I was scared of it I was scared of buying more used cloth diapers or new cloth diapers which are quite expensive really if you're on a tight budget and I was, uh, I didn't want to spend the money and then it have it blow up in my face. And I had, I would have Leia at home with me. So my number one baby. Um, and I was just kind of scared of the whole thing. But a few things caught my eye. Uh, one, when I was about halfway through my pregnancy, or maybe even earlier than that, uh, maybe just after my first trimester was finished, I attended a La Leche League meeting. And 
it was like a conference for parents and uh, they had different booths set up. And one of the booths was Wonderwear, a diaper service company. And I ended up winning a free month of the diaper service. And I kind of fought for this one because it was a lotto ticket pulling where they, they gave out prizes at the end of the conference and someone won the diaper thing and she was like, oh, I'm not going to need this. I was sitting right behind her and I said, Ollie, I need it. I want it. <laughs> and I jumped on it and there was another woman who was kind of doing the same thing, but I was louder and I got that thing. <laughs> and I'm glad I did because I really wanted it and I really wanted cloth diapering to work. I had spoken to um, the guy, I think it was Terry. He's He's the owner of the company. And uh, he was making all these promises and it sounded great. So some of the promises that he was saying, and you can look it up on their website, is that the babies are cleaner faster and so it's cheaper. It's a cheaper, uh, in the long term, it's cheaper. And this was something I really had to check in and reread, especially as I was paying about $60 a month for the service. Uh they say it's cheaper because you pay more uh, in the short term or say for like 12 to 18 months. And then you're because your child is in cloth diapers, it's supposed to be easier to potty train them. And so they should be clean earlier than the average child. And you might save a year on buying diapers. So that's how in the end, in the long run, it's cheaper. But when you're paying that a month for um and I can't even remember how much disposable diapers are but you're maybe paying like 30 40 dollars a month for disposable diapers and then I found it was expensive I should look back at my bills but it was something about 60 70 dollars a month for the diaper service um that I was paying uh so they also said that it's much healthier for baby and this is a big motivation that most women have. I found when I was talking to moms that it was one of the biggest motivations was actual is was wellness and health of the baby because of the chemicals that are in the plastics that are released um, in a wet diaper that that can be transferred to the baby. And I think that's a great motivation. And I only realized that a little bit later, but my main motivation was really environmental. Um, the other thing was that with the diaper service, they have industrial machines. So I was doing some research about actual, the, the environmental impact of cloth diapers. And there was a few interesting blogs comparing using disposable versus cloth. And they were saying that the amount of water that actually has to be used to clean all the diapers in a home, uh, negates some of the beneficial environmental impacts of saving the diapers going into the trash and the other argument was that we're still producing a lot of cloth diapers and they still have end up in the trash and some of them still have uh, some plastic materials in them to make them waterproof and to make the make them stretchy and things like that so I had found that interesting that it wasn't like a 100% perfect option. Now, some moms are amazing and actually make their own cloth diapers. I'm not at that level yet. <laughs> Maybe with the next baby when and if 
they come. Um, but uh, I think that's an incredible, they can make them out of old old blankets or old sweaters or, or any kind of material. Some moms make uh, wipes and things like that. So I might come back to you guys in a few years with some tricks of this kind, but I wasn't there and I think that's amazing. Um, and in the old days, that's, that's what they were using. They were really using like cloth rags for diapers and boiling them <laughs> for the smell. My mom remembers doing that, helping my mom. So, uh, and what Wonderwear is doing is they use industrial sized machines, which means that they can, um, clean many more diapers in one cycle of machine. And it's much more water efficient to use these large industrial machines than it is to for each mother in their home to be cleaning the diapers and that rang a bell for me and I was like yes I'm on board for that environmentally that makes sense I don't care how much it costs the service I'm gonna do it and also because they were industrial machines they could raise the temperature higher than what we can get them in our machines in in our homes um, and I think they only used like per hydrogen peroxide or something very gentle. It was mostly because the temperature could get so high that they could be cleaned um, so efficiently. So that also f- sounded great. And uh, the way it worked is that they would pick up the diapers once a week. And I found that was maybe a bit scary at first, but only once a week and drop off a new set of diapers. And that that was it. And, uh, so that, that was the promise. Um, so yeah, I want to touch upon elimination communication, but let's finish with the cloth diapering. So the way it went for us was, it was fantastic. I was used, I used it right from newborn. I think I used maybe one or two, um, disposable diapers when Rada was a newborn because the cloth diapers were actually coming up quite high on the belly button where the umbilical cord is and I found that I know that there are some diapers out there like apple cheeks is I hear great things about apple cheeks they're a Montreal company they can actually be folded down when the umbilical cord is on and that lasts about a week or so after the birth even less than that but uh, I found that a bit annoying so I I can't, I don't even remember what I did, but I remember it getting in the way and kind of rubbing on her umbilical cord. Um, But otherwise they were great. They were so clean when I got them, amazingly clean. And I thought I could never be able to wash my own diapers that way. Um, They were fitted diapers. So the part that's absorbing was going right onto the skin and clipping on and fitted. And then there was a cover that went on top of that that was a waterproof layer to uh, keep the liquid from coming out of that fitted clothy part. So there were two parts. And most diapers are kind of like that. There's like an absorbent layer and then a waterproof layer of some kind, whether they're built in together or whatever. Um, and for me, the clipping, so some people say that like the snapping is a lot of extra work and they can be a lot of extra work. I didn't find it was so bad. One of the biggest things was I found when I was traveling around, uh, I had to take a huge backpack with me because they were quite big, bulky diapers and I needed about, you know, maybe 10 of them to be safe. And I was 
really trying to check Rada's uh, diaper often and keep it clean and dry often. Um, and anyway, I, the clipping and snapping of the snaps didn't bother me so much. I got pretty quick at it quite quickly and my family was on board pretty quickly my mom was delighted that I had succeeded and found a way to make it make the cloth diapers work and so everyone who was helping out with the kids were were happy to to learn how to do the cloth um I was worried that it would smell in the big bin and it didn't smell it's kind of amazing still don't know how that uh filter works but it was amazing and the other thing I want to say about Wonderwear is that they were really good with their customer service so anytime I had a problem I could call them up and we could get it fixed Um, and if we could pause the service for two weeks or whatever when we went away they were they were great really great Uh, what else did I want to say about uh, about the diapers so the way that it ended was that I was starting to get a little bit tired of paying the money every month and and I thought maybe I can just do this myself and what I ended up doing was finding very similar fitted diapers cloth diapers that were actually made by the same company as the covers I was using and I only bought two covers which is kind of mind-blowing but I I bought two small covers for when Rada was smaller Um, and then I bought two bigger covers to cover her now that she's bigger. And that's, I've just been using those two covers and washing them and rinsing them out as need be. Cause you can use one cover for like two or three days if it doesn't get dirty or wet or whatever. And, oh no, I had a few more covers when she was little. I had maybe three or four. I'm realizing now I had different colors. (laughs) Um, but uh yeah so the way it ended is that I was getting tired of paying the money and I found some online by magic these fitted mother ease diapers which were really old I don't even think mother ease makes them anymore I was using the mother ease covers which to me have a strange looking shape a little bit don't look like any other cloth diaper I've seen but the cover really works well it's kind of breathable and and for the most part it was holding in all the liquid it needed to the only thing I found was at night as she got bigger or before she moved into the next level of diaper there's kind of this in between where she's not fitting into the next diaper but making a lot of pee so the diaper she has can't hold it and at night I found that there was some leakage and I would have to change the diaper um, but again, I think that because I was doing that, uh, she is more conscious of being clean and it's kind of a, it's a kind of a write-off because, or a balancing act because mom obviously needs sleep and depending on her situation or whatever we have going on, the sleep can take the priority over the baby, um, being in a cloth diaper at night and feeling that it's wet and then waking up and changing the diaper. So it's kind of a balancing act. And I and there were a few months where I did go to disposables at night, but I kind of bounced back and forth between that depending on where we were. Um, so 
when she was about 18 months, I said to myself, okay, this is when I want to potty train and I want to stop paying wonderwear. So I'm going to find my own diapers and I'm going to do this myself. And I thought it could also be motivation to help me to potty train her earlier. And that worked. <laughs> it definitely worked because cleaning my own diapers, I did it when she was 18 months. Some moms start this right right from newborn. Uh was kind of a pain in the butt. I mean, I also didn't have a large stash. I had enough diapers to last me about three days, the way she was going through them. And I think I have maybe 50 or something like that. I didn't feel like having more than that. I didn't want to pay for more than that. And I didn't have a lot of room in the house to have more than that. Um, some moms have beautiful cloth diaper storing spaces and things like that um but that was not my reality and I didn't want to be buying too many because I knew that she would hopefully be clean within a few months uh the other thing was that big toddler poos or she I mean she wasn't even she was 18 months but as even she grew and started eating more food even between 18 and 20 months the poos started to get really gross and I was getting really tired of it and it was kind of a breaking point of either going to disposables or potty training and oftentimes in the fall they say it's not a great time to start potty training here in Canada we often hear moms say oh well in the summer well it's a great time so people kind of wait for the summers and the springs to do their potty training um, but that would have meant waiting a whole other year and uh, what really helped me was on free birth society they had um, Andrea Olson come on from the go diaper free podcast to talk about early potty training and elimination communication and uh, Emily, who hosts the Free Birth Society, her baby was also 18 months at the time, and they talked about making her clean at 18 months. And I said, wow, I can do this. And I pretty much followed what they said to a T. And I had some experience with the elimination communication thing before with Rada. And it honestly didn't go too badly. Um, in November, a lot of our homeschooling things at the end of November slowed down and we had some free days. And so on the days that we were home, I would do put the carpet away and leave her with her bottom bare, bare bottom. And we put the little potty in the living room and it honestly went quite quickly. There were a few accidents, but within two or three weeks, she was pretty clean and now she sometimes has accidents um, but on trips or naps I'll put a cloth diaper on her and for a while I was using disposables at night because she was soaking them through um, but now she's very good about asking me to go to the washroom before falling asleep at night she'll nurse go to the washroom and then fall asleep and sometimes she wakes up at night to go to the to go to the washroom and sometimes and often first thing in the morning if I catch the first thing in the morning pee then usually the diaper is almost clean so sometimes even more dry than Leia's diaper uh, so that's why I think that the cloth diapering was really a great experience for us. Um, it's not really a fun thing to do in general, <laughs> taking care of the excrements and things that come out, but it has to be done and at least done this way when they can be clean earlier, it really is nicer for them. So 
Now, regarding elimination communication, I highly, highly, highly recommend the Go Diaper Free podcast. Elimination communication is, I don't know why that's the name of it, really. It could have a better name, but it's basically when your baby doesn't use diapers and parents are watching for the signals in the babies and um, helping them to go to the washroom when those signals come up and also teaching them signs and signals so that there's a communication happening about pottying. Um, And so the Go Diaper Free podcast talks about how some families go literally without diapers from day one. And I have met people like that. So since having Leia, I did meet people like that and blew my mind out of the water. I mean, I was I had failed at doing cloth diapering and now some people were not even using diapers at all. <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of an environmental uh environmental impact, I mean, that's great. You don't have to buy anything, you don't have to uh have this stuff, you don't use disposables. It sounds great. Um that is like the high ideal of it. And what I've learned since is that there is a middle point. There is a balance point. There are a lot of people who do elimination communication part-time. So they'll choose um, like the same time every day, like half of the morning and will have their baby's bare bum and, you know, carpets put away and will do elimination communication then. And so it kind of, babies can still learn that way of signaling and things like that. Um, but I hadn't realized how much of an involvement on the parent's part it really is. It's like a huge involvement on the parent um, to be on top of it. And I think it can be great if there's space for that to be a priority in the family. Um, But it doesn't work for everyone. Although I, I did hear on some of the podcasts that when there are more children, it's actually better if that baby can learn to potty itself or signal when it needs to potty as soon as possible so they prioritize elimination communication and then by the time the baby is six seven eight months old um, they signal when they need to go to the washroom and they're clean from that point on Um, which is incredible and I did see a baby do this (laughs) I went to another meeting mom's meeting for elimination communication and I saw this baby of I think she was nine or ten months and she had been out of diapers for two or three months and she I had to go to the washroom with my older daughter and that mom had brought in her baby sat on her potty that she brought with her in the washroom and went pee just like that it was amazing like a nine month old they're still so chubby and like they're just starting to crawl and she was pottying herself it was it was mind-blowing really so what did I learn from the go diaper free podcast I learned that babies want to be clean. They actually are born with a desire to learn how to be clean and and not poop in their diapers. And we actually train them that that's the right place to poo and pee. And then we have to untrain them from it. So that was really a light bulb moment for me that um, we're teaching them this habit and then we we have to unteach it. So if we start potty training at two or two and a half or three, it's been three years, their whole life, that they've been trained that it's okay to go in the diaper. And then we have to change that. So the earlier we can untrain that or the more we can teach them to be clean, um, the 
less work we have to do to undo a habit that we've taught them to do. Um, that in most animals don't go in their litter box or in their in their home space. They like to be clean as quickly as possible. So it's a mammalian instinct. Um, and another interesting thing that came up was that babies can fuss in someone's arms or on mom or in a carrier sometimes just because they need to pee sometimes they get really fussy because they know they need to go to the washroom or go pee or go poo and they don't want to do it in their diapers this was mind-blowing for me because when a baby cries like it's often you check for um you check for if they're cold or too hot or if they're hungry or if they're lonely and they want they want company or uh what yeah they want to be close to mom they're with other people and they just want to be on mom or they want to go to the washroom so sometimes we can check the diaper and the diaper's clean but we can also offer them the potty which can be the toilet a potty the sink when they're like really little vitaly thought it was gross but i don't know i guess my mother <laughs> instincts sometimes make the gross things seem mundane um, and holding the baby over the sink to pee and and some people get pots I actually did order the go diaper free newborn pot and it came late Uh, it was like a fun fundraising thing it came a few weeks late so she was her butt was too big for that thing by the time it got to me Um, I and but I was using like a yogurt container or something like that when she was really little I was on top of this because I I spent the first four weeks you know mostly at home in my postpartum time healing up and I was pretty on top of offering her the potty and it was pretty cool like the first pee whenever she wakes up most children when they wake up and even adults what's the first thing you want to do go to the washroom so with the baby same thing when they wake up from a nap when they wake up from sleeping when they wake up from the night offer them the potty and you can have it just by the bedside so that you just kind of wake up offer them the potty and you can nurse and then go back to sleep um one thing that happened with me was that it hurt my wrists to hold her over the sink or wherever I was holding her especially when she was like little when they're under three months and they're still super wobbly um I don't think I would do elimination communication under three months maybe next time I would not put that pressure on myself and just I mean maybe do a bit of it but not try to be super on top of it on the ball and my wrists especially you know in those early postpartum times like our joints are still a bit loose and wonky my wrist started to hurt from from holding her um And I did not continue it after those initial few months, but I was very aware and and much more connected and understanding of when she might want to go or just kind of watching her signals and her body movements and everything else. You get to really learn more about them when you're watching them in this way. And I highly recommend the Go Diaper Free podcast to, to learn more about it. And I believe that's everything I wanted to share. If uh, you guys have any other questions, I mean, I'm no expert, but I wanted to share my experience. Uh, Don't hesitate to message me um, on Instagram. You can find me at this raw mom life. Um, I will or 
check the details of this episode because I might be changing that Instagram name. And uh, yeah, just just keep in tune to the podcast page. And otherwise, I will catch you for another episode. Thank you for listening.